Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen, with another phenomenal podcast for you today. I want to thank you all for joining us today, and thanks for making 2023 the best year ever for your saltwater guide. Kelly Girl and I both want to thank you again like we did yesterday. I know I threw that show up yesterday at the last second, so a lot of people missed it yesterday. You can go back and watch it. I had the great Peter Grossbeck, IGFA Hall of Fame captain on the show. We were out fishing on his boat yesterday. Beautiful, big old Viking, 72-foot, total chaos is the name of that boat. And uh, we had a phenomenal time catching yellowfin tuna down here in Cabo San Lucas. It's about as good as it can be right now, right in front of the marina. It's like a mile and a half out of the harbor. And uh, it's very, very good yellowfin tuna fishing. But today we're going to talk about what's going on for 2023 or 2024 and what this weather is doing. This weather system that's here right now and going to keep going for the month of January is absolutely nothing but spectacular. So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to show you the weather on uh, Sunday. It's actually going to be terrible Saturday and Sunday. Sunday is just crazy and they keep changing it and making it wilder and wilder saturday is going to be gnarly but sunday is going to be super gnarly i'm looking at it right now on the beach in dana point or excuse me in san clemente at uh, eight o'clock in the morning it's going to be blowing 25 knots it's actually going to be nicer at san miguel island than it's going to be in san clemente california if you can believe that on sunday we, I, I think maybe this, they might be right this time. The first time a prediction is actually going to work out. They're, they might be calling for the real weather system that they talk about all the time. Ever since 1983, every winter they call for El Nino. I'm sorry, but I'm just being honest. 83 was the first real El Nino that any of us had ever seen. 82, 83 degree water, whale shark, sailfish, all that stuff at Dana Point. And then since then, every time there's a tick of warm water, when the water gets up into the high 70s, they call it El Nino. But really, what we just saw this last few days with the giant waves, San Francisco, Ventura, Mavericks, on down the coast, to all the way down below Mission Bay, this was what... El Nino was like in 83. This is what it looked like. This is the storm damage that was caused during that period. So we're going to have Bill on the show tomorrow, or excuse me, on Wednesday. We're I just got off the phone with him. We're going to be talking about these weather patterns and the, the how you can fish between them. There's going to be plenty of fish to catch, especially with all this ocean being wound up and the runoff and everything else. He's, he's telling me the perch fishing is going to be epic in the surf in between storms. We'll talk all about that on Wednesday. But gang, big news. You guys don't even understand. One of the funniest comedians that I've ever seen 
Kelly girl and I watch him all the time. His name's Amir. A-M-I-R. You can Google him. You can go on YouTube. You can go on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere you look at videos. And you can go look at Amir. And he is funny, funny, funny. He's been in the comedy industry for a very, very long time. And he is a big time fisherman. He follows us all the time. He, he can quote a lot of stuff from my videos. He, he follows me all the time. He loves watching us. He says I make him laugh, which means a lot to me coming from a comedian. But he's going to be on our show on Friday. I want you all to not miss that show Friday. Amir Comedy is how you look him up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Amir Comedy. He just got off a big tour, touring around with Theo Vaughn, doing 10,000, 20,000 seat arenas. He's a phenomenal comedian. You're going to really, really enjoy him, gang. If you want to laugh, make sure you don't miss the show on Friday. It's going to be fun. I'm super excited about him. And then the next week, we'll talk about our guests. We're backing up some phenomenal guests now. We are super, because of all of you, Dave Burris, Arnie, Robert, Brian, Darren, all of you that have been supporting us for the last couple of years, you've made it so that we are the hottest thing in Southern California right now. There is nothing. I I, I'm humbled by all this love. It is absolutely incredible. We're having people reach out to us. I don't know if you guys watched the Dave Marciano podcast on Friday. That was phenomenal. We had so many views and so many good comments. And yeah, we got the booger eaters that want to talk negative. We got plenty of that. We'll never not have that gang. When you're a public figure, you get all these little booger eaters that want to talk crazy. I just a warning though. If you're in the industry, it's probably not a good idea to talk about the hottest person in the industry right now. It's probably not going to help your charter boat business or anything like that. Cause we're going to, we're going to have fun this year. 2024 is going to be super fun for everybody that watches the podcast. Cause we're going to be reading some of these super vile comments, exposing some of these people that are actually in the industry that get on and make just some of the most vile comments you've ever seen. So we'll, let some of you, we'll post them on the podcast. We'll let some of you read them. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a blast. We're going to be bringing in super special guests. But what we really want to talk about, hey, Mike Daniels, holy, sh Kelly girl, Mike Daniels is on here. Hey, how are you guys doing? Mike Daniels, I haven't seen you in a very long time. I hope you guys are having a great time cruising around out there in your, uh, Fifth wheel, I hope everything's going good. Augie, thank you for joining us. Kim and Dan, Dan Smith, everybody that's joining us right now. Thank you all very, very much. Thanks for a phenomenal 2023. But we need to talk about, we're in 2024 now. Everything changed last night at midnight. We lost our rockfish and we lost them till April. Hopefully, hopefully, like I said before, we don't know because they like to change the rules in the middle of the game, but hopefully we get them back on April 1st, like they promised us, but we don't know. Cause I was talking to Wayne Cota over at CCA and they're doing a full assessment. Wayne's going to be joining us with some other special guests talking about the rules and regulations and things that are changing for fishing in Southern California. But the big thing that happened this week 
Our last night at midnight was we lost our rockfish fishery and we will not have that again until April if all the powers to be line up. But that doesn't mean that there's nothing to fish for. That's John Stanley, Darren, Dave Burris, Arnie, all of you that, and Kim and Dan, all of you that know the Your Saltwater Guide theme is there's never not a good time to fish. We have year-round fishing in Southern California in between the storms. Yesterday, the game plans that I put out on Thursdays, I talked about how it's hard to figure out this weather pattern right now. There's so much unstable air up in the sky right now. Things are circulating, things are happening, and it looked when I made the game plans on Thursday, it looked like Sunday was going to be the only day you could really go out there and enjoy the day fishing. And then lo and behold, by 10 o'clock in the morning, yes, Sunday, it was already raining and blowing out of the southeast. So we, hey, Dave, thank you for joining the show. We have a lot of unstable air. We got a lot of really crazy things on the horizon as far as weather goes this week. So it's super important as we cruise along to make sure that we pay attention. I use windy.com. That's the app that I use. And I could throw it up there if I had to. But right now I'm just showing it to you on my iPad. This is Sunday in Southern California. I don't know if you're seeing it or not. Those of you that are driving around in your cars, the wind is actually going to be blowing less at the Channel Islands, at San Miguel Island. It's going to be calmer than it's going to be in San Clemente, California on Sunday. Saturday is really not that great either, unfortunately. Saturday, oh, it's going to be, Saturday is going to be cool in, until about 3 o'clock. Then the wind starts to blow in Southern California, but it's going to be blowing at the Channel Islands. But what, and Dave Burris on Friday, Elliot setting up your rod building part of the app so you're going to be going full speed starting on friday we'll get that going and then we'll bring dave burris on the show as a special guest to talk to you all about rod building kelly i'm looking up here at my rack and i have quite a few db custom rods from my good buddy dave burris so he's going to be doing that part of the uh of the app and the website Moving into 2024, there's so many cool things that we got going on in 2024. And the the best part is probably going to be the guest. And Bill Barney is 100% involved every Wednesday from now on. I just got off the phone with him. He's looking forward to being a part. He loves being on the show. He loves all the love that he gets from everybody. And he's super excited to be on the show. And yeah, Brandon, we're wearing the shirt today. Brandon's a, hopefully a, going to become an official sponsor of your saltwater guide now that we're only getting like 30 million views a month. I know it's still kind of risky. To, it's fun to advertise with people that don't get any views. I know that's fun to see people talk to air, and that's really exciting. But if you want your product to get in front of real human beings that are going to buy your product, you want to get involved with your saltwater guide gang, things are going to go very Richter. From now on, now we're over, we're over the hundred thousand views on TikTok. I mean, over the hundred thousand subscribers on TikTok. We're over two hundred seventy-five thousand subscribers on Facebook. We're over seventy thousand on a uh, YouTube. Instagram's flying. Everything's going full speed, gang. It's just hard to believe. And if you want to wait, Kelly Girl's fine with that. 
you want to wait the the rates to advertise on your saltwater guide are definitely going to go up i promise you that so if you want to wait that's fine if you want to get in now you can be in like all the other people that are involved in this thing and you can get in early and we'll be talking about your product all season long don't forget Something fishy is a super important product in Southern California. We're all using it to keep our hands from smelling. I'm using it to keep the cat piss off. Marley running around back there. He marks all the time. He's always marking. And there he is. There's little Marley right there, hanging out right above my shoulder. He is that little guy right there. He, It's hard to believe his head's the size of my thumb and he can make the room smell as bad as he does. But all I got to do is do a little couple squirts of something fishy and the room quits smelling pretty fast. So that's pretty cool that we have Brandon watching the show right now and hopefully becomes a full-fledged sponsor. And like Deckhand Sports, Dave, is there any advantage to being a full-fledged sponsor of your saltwater guide? Do you get any business? Does anybody look at your stuff? I, uh, I think so. I think they do. I think that... It works good. I know Promar's making out like a bandit. I know uh, Okuma's doing just fine. and Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance is having a good time. So don't sit on the sidelines. Jump in, gang. Don't be shy. I'm telling you, if you're, listen, if you're buying print ad, just take your money, wad it up in a ball and throw it in the trash. I'm just trying to help you, gang. If you look outside right now, everybody you see is walking around like this. What are they looking at? They're looking at one-minute videos. What do I make? One-minute videos. How many do I have out there right now? On Instagram right now, I have 3,800 one-minute videos. Do you think people are watching those? Absolutely. We're getting 30 million views a month. We're getting some views. So let's talk about, forget about all that. Let's talk about this fishing thing that's going on right now. There's still a phenomenal amount of halibut. There's still really good artificial reef fishing. Darren, he posted some great pictures of his family catching. He caught his first trigger fish the other day on the artificial reef. The artificial reefs gang, like we've talked about on our podcast before, were built for us with our money, fishermen's money. They took the money from the fishing licenses to build the artificial reefs. The biggest problem in the last seven or eight years is that everybody wants a bluefin. That's all. Oh, big blue. I want a big blue fin. Big blue, 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 blue. It's terrible. It's terrible for the private boaters. It's great for the sport boats. It's phenomenal. They burn, they burn 20 gallons an hour. They go nine, 10 knots. They go out there. They catch that bluefin. It's 40, 50, 60 miles off the beach. They come back. Us on our private boats, we're burning an epic amount of gasoline. They're burning diesel. We're burning an epic amount of gasoline. We're going out there. We're catching we're catching our bluefin, and then we're coming back, and we're trying to, to hide the bill from our wives or our spouses that we spent that much on fuel to catch a fish that sucks to even eat. Bluefin are a horrible eating fish. I know, oh, wait a minute, you like them raw. I know that, you like them raw. Okay, I don't know about you, but how much raw bluefin can you eat at a time? Not very much, and that average fish weighs 100 pounds. So we have a fishery along the beach that you don't have to burn any fuel for. It was built for us, by us, and it's this artificial reefs fishery. This is what we're going to be 
focusing all our attention on for the next three months, January, February, March, artificial reefs, artificial reefs, artificial reefs. What is really cool about all the artificial reefs right now is they're all marked. They got markers all over them. Yeah, they do. You know why? Because they've got lap lobster traps all over them. So you can go out there and stack spots up. You can go to my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, and I have a phenomenal amount of artificial reefs. All the GPS numbers, I teach you exactly how to fish them. And then if you go out there and you execute and you do it exactly how I tell you to, you catch fish. John Stanley, Darren, Tim, all the people, Kim and Dan, all the people that go and do exactly what I say, they just keep posting all these beautiful reports on our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. The community section is insane. The amount of people posting pictures of just catching sheephead and sculpin and sargo and Traeger fish and all kinds of other stuff. It's incredible. And you can catch sheep. I know. I, oh, sheep better close. They're closed to keep. They're not closed to catch. Take your, take your small spinning rods or your small bass rods, put on some six pound or some 10 pound test and a uh, small thin wire hook and a little sinker and go out there and catch fish. If you enjoy fishing, then you'll enjoy fishing the artificial reefs. If you only like to catch bluefin, you probably really don't enjoy fishing. You like to have a picture to show all your, oh, look, I caught a big bluefin. Look, look, I caught a big. People don't even want to see the picture, but they'll look. They'll be kind and they'll go, oh, yeah, that's a nice one. But man, when you can go out and catch a bunch of phenomenal eating fish, burn zero fuel or, or a couple of gallons and go out there, it's incredible, right, Darren? It's absolutely insane. It's a fishery that most people don't even know exists. And it, the really strange thing about it is it's ours. It was built by us for us. All the money that went into building the artificial reef system, and it started back in the, in the 50s, they were taking streetcars and dumping them in the water up in L.A., and they were taking uh, rail uh, trains and dumping them in the water. And then Russ Iser took a bunch of rip rock and built Iser's Reef. But he, they used the fish and game money that they got for our fishing licenses to put all this stuff together. You know you can't build one today. I mean, they put one together because they say San Onofre ruined everything. So they had to put a reef together. And they put a reef in San Clemente. They built a reef on top of a reef. It was the craziest thing we ever saw. There's a whole bunch of hard bottom in San Clemente from the pier, San Clemente Pier down to San Mateo Kelp. All that hard bottom structure, that was all there. That was already there. So what did they do? They came and they dumped a bunch of rocks on top of rocks. They we they asked us, a bunch of us, what we thought. And we thought it would be phenomenal if they put that out in 120 feet of water. That would have been epic if they had done that. But no, they put it in 42 feet of water right on top of rocks. Now they say, oh, there's all these fish. Those fish were already there. <laughs> it didn't really help much. But the other artificial reefs that they built helped out tremendously. And they're all built for us by us. So what you got to do is you got to learn how to fish these things.
The number one thing, and Darren, you can back me up and you can leave the comments on here, is and John Stanley and Kim and Dan and Tim, how awesome is that chum bucket? When you put that chum bucket in the water on an artificial reef, you will be blown away at the amount of fish that come off of that artificial reef to come right behind your boat and eat all that chum coming out of your chum bucket. It is so epic when you see all that, that John Stanley and his wife, Tina, couldn't even believe the amount of fish. So now John and Tina, they, they make their own chum buckets. John bought a food processor and he processes everything, all the guts, all the carcasses from his day of fishing. He takes them home and he puts them in the machine and he grinds it all up and he puts those. There you are, John. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But the chum bucket is glorified. It, it turns this whole thing into like fifth gear. It just ramps it up so fast you can't even believe it. And then the big thing, like John was just saying, you got to anchor on these spots. I talked to, we probably signed up 50 new people between uh, December 1st and the 31st because of that special I was running. And I really, I spent a lot of money advertising. And I was talking to most of the members, the new members that we signed up. And gang, you would be blown away. And I know some of you are watching. I'm not, I'm not going to say no. How many people have never even dropped their anchor on their private boat? I ask them, do you have chain? Yeah. Do you know how much? No. You don't even know how much chain you have? No, I know there's some chain up there because when I look in there, I can see the chain. Because they've never dropped their anchor. Gang, if you want to successfully catch fish in Southern California, and I'm not talking about Jimmy Decker or Benny Florentino fishing the plastics all day, running and gunning, spot to spot to spot to spot, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. It's a blast, and I can do it as good as anybody. But when you're trying to figure out how to fish and you're not a real good caster and you don't know, Sandy, I did not, and I just was waiting to do my podcast, then I'm going to call you and we're going to get you all straightened up. I did not forget about you in any way, shape, or form. How could I, Sandy? I mean, really. Be honest, I couldn't forget about you. Just like I can't forget about all of you. I'm touched by the love that I felt the last month talking to all of you through the holidays. That was incredible. But back to what we were talking about. It is imperative to learn how to anchor on these artificial reefs. We're going to be talking artificial reefs the whole, the whole season why we don't have any rockfish to fish. And also all around these artificial reefs are sand. So you don't, if you learn how to anchor the right way, you'll never get your anchor hung up on the artificial reef because I teach you how to put your anchor out in the sand because you do not want to put your anchor on the reef because then the boat will be setting off the reef and you'll never get your bait down to where, where the fish are. So I teach you how to fish in front of or above current of these reefs, not in front of, because that doesn't make sense. It makes sense to people that fish every single day for a living, but those of you that are just trying to figure this out and learn, you need, this is my, this is my boat. This is the artificial reef. The current's going from up here down. I'm going to anchor my boat here. The artificial reef's going to be back here behind it. When I throw my line off the back of the boat, it's going to sink down to where those fish are and we're going to get to catch them. 
it's imperative to learn how to anchor. And I have a whole bunch of videos on the website that teach you how to anchor, but we'll talk about it on the podcast too, because I know there's a lot of people out there that are afraid to get on a website to learn how to do it because your friend, sister's brother's cousin says, anybody that would pay to learn how to fish, it's like, are you kidding me? Why would you want to buy a boat, spend all that money and not catch and have to learn how to do it on the fly and not learn from somebody who's done it their whole life for a living and has a bunch of guides that work for them and does it for a living. And another thing I want to explain to everybody out there, because I've seen these stupid comments from some of the industry, what's the number one thing we teach at your saltwater guide? Stop fishing for boats. We don't follow sport boats. We don't fish for sport boats. We have no desire to even be near you. That's why we bought our boats. That's why we spend all that time and watch all the cool videos that I make is so that we don't have to fish for boats on the day we go out there. I've had people say, oh, you, you guys are only successful because you're following around a sport boat. You will never even see us near a sport boat, gang. You see my your saltwater guide flag flying. It's not flying by a sport boat. It's flying out there middle of nowhere and my people are just wailing on fish just catching fish full speed that's we don't teach you how to fish for boats that's not our deal we teach you how to fish for fish we own nine sport boats in dana point harbor i don't want you guys following around those the captains that work for us because what they're doing is totally different than what we're doing we're fishing for two or three people on our private boat they're fishing for 40 or 50 people we don't want to know what they're doing. That's not our deal. We have no desire to go to those spots where they're doing that at. We want to go to these cool little spots where we can go catch a fish every time we throw our line in the water. That's what these artificial reefs are made for. Now, let's just pretend like the Dana Pride's on the Art Camp Pendleton artificial reef. He can't be on all seven of them at the same time. That's impossible. He's going to anchor on one rock pile. There's going to be six more rock piles there for you to anchor on. And you don't have to get right next to him. But it's really not even an issue because hardly anybody that fishes for a living even takes advantage of the artificial reefs. But us as private boaters, we can take advantage of it every single day. First of all, you need to learn where they are. Second of all, you need to learn how to anchor on them. And third, you got to have a chum bucket. If you have those three things, you cannot fail unless you're using too big of a hook and too big of a bait. You're not following our simple guide lines over at your saltwater guide where I show you how to strip the squid out. So you're using little strips of spaghetti and you're putting it on there. And the fish, when you put a big giant chunk of squid on there, like the size of half the size of my phone, I see people do it all the time. They put on a big chunk like that. We call that a square meal. I don't know if you've ever seen a fish, but their mouth isn't that big. They can't get that chunk of squid in their mouth but they can get that strip in. And I've caught 100 pound black sea bass on a strip of squid. And I've caught 12 or 20 pound sea bass on a strip of squid. And I've caught giant halibut on a strip of squid. But everybody puts too big of a chunk of squid on their hook. Also, most people are fishing with too big of a hook. You got to bring it all down. We got to start to bring it down, bring it down. Light line, small hooks, like Bill Barney talks about fishing in the surf. We're going to approach these artificial reefs the same way. And there's a plethora of them. I don't care what harbor you're at. You're in Ventura. You're in San Diego. You're in Mission Bay. 
Very, very close to every one of the harbors is an artificial reef system. Why? Because like I said in the beginning, they were built for us, by us. That's why they're close to the harbors. Because we didn't want to burn a bunch of fuel. We didn't want them to put an artificial reef 30 miles away from where we come out of on the, no. We want them as close as we can have them to the dock so we can get to them. The Camp Pendleton Reef is just below San Onofre in on the beach and hardly ever gets fished. Very, very rarely does it get fished. It's 11 miles or 12 miles from Dana Point Harbor. It's 13 miles from Oceanside Harbor. It's dead center in the middle, but it's got some phenomenal rock piles on it and it's just plugged full of fish. Down in San Diego, you got so many artificial reefs that you all need to utilize them. Newport has two big ones. And then Long Beach LA Harbor has that giant artificial reef area called Isers. That's just plugged full of fish. Day in and day out, you can go there. I don't care winter, spring, summer, or fall, you can go there and catch fish. But like John Stanley just said, everything matters. So if you don't follow the simple recipe and you start to use the wrong size hooks or the wrong size bait, or you don't have a chum bucket, or you said, oh, well, I can just drift over these things. Well, if you do that, you're not going to be very successful because when you drift across it with bait and a chum bucket, you're chumming for everybody but yourself because you're drifting. So the chum's just nilly-willy going out in the ocean. It's not really helping. When you put your anchor down, throw your chum bucket over the back of the boat, or I like to put it up on the bow is how I teach everybody how to do it. That way it's not in the way. A lot of people put the chum bucket on the stern tied to the to the cleat on the left or the right side. Excuse me. Tied to the cleat on the port or the starboard side. I don't need those comments. I make videos that everybody watches. I don't make videos that only people that know nautical terms watch gang. So that's why I use left and right instead of port and starboard. You don't think I know port from starboard. It's so funny to see these comments. And so that's why I caught myself just now because I get the live ever loving bejesus beat out of me on a daily basis. This guy's a pretend captain. He doesn't even know port from starboard. It's like, no, I'm talking to everyone. If I told everyone port side, Three quarters of my audience wouldn't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Port, side, cleat, you tie your chum bucket up to. The left side of your boat, you tie your chum bucket up to. When you go to fish back there, when you hook a nice fish, there's a chance it's going to get caught in the chum bucket line. So what we do is we take it to the bow and we tie it off on the bow. That's going to even give you more of a chance. Yeah, bringing the groceries to the reef. I, I've said that a couple times. But when you have the chum bucket tied up on the bow, now all the chum's coming down and it's starting to get into that um, part of the water sector where all the fish are feeding at, coming up off the reef. So the further forward you can get the chum bucket, the better it's going to be working for you in the water column because that chum's getting washed down with the current. So the further up you can get it, the better it's going to be because those fish are going to march right up the chum bucket and they're going to march right up there and want to eat it. I see a lot of people when they're chumming, throwing chum at the at the boils. That's the worst thing you can do. I watched it happen yesterday with our crew on uh, Pete's boat. We had a 
couple of deckhands that don't understand the concept of drifting with the tuna. So when a tuna would boil on the on the uh, windward side of the boat, they would throw the bait at the boil. It's like now those fish are now those fish are 200 yards away because we're drifting so fast with the wind and everything. Everything matters. Everything matters. So chumming is super important to learn the proper way to chum. I have a whole video series on my website about how to chum proper. And it all matters. The further up you can get the bucket, the better, because that's going to keep that bait in the, or the chum in the zone where you're going to be fishing. Then you're going to put on a very small sliding sinker, like an eighth of an ounce. Quarter ounce, that's a big sinker, because most of these artificial reefs are in 25, 35 feet of water. So you want to use a very small piece, or very small weight, so that your bait, your little strip of squid, or your piece of clam, or your piece of shrimp, is drifting down the water column with the chum coming out of the chum bucket. So everything looks natural. If you put a half ounce weight on, it's going to go flying right through the water column. All the fish are going to look at each other and go, did you see that? And they're going to go, yeah. What was that? I don't know, maybe a rock or something. And they're like, I don't know, but it ain't what we're eating. Let's just keep eating this chum. Oh, wait, there's a little, there's a little bit bigger piece. Yeah, that's your strip of squid that's slowly sinking through the water column. They're going to swim over there and suck it up like a piece of spaghetti. The thing that I find rather amusing is people overthink fish. The smartest fish in the ocean is dumber than the smartest mouse. So you got to remember that when you're out there. Keep it simple. Don't try to overthink this thing. If the chum is drifting with the current, if there's no current, none of this is going to be working anyway. So the current is a super important part of this scenario too. But if the current's flowing, the chum is sinking in the water column with the you want to try to match that the way it's sinking with the amount of weight so that your bait ends up in that zone. If there's a very small trickle of current, like barely any, but there has to be some or the fish won't bite. You could even almost get away with fly lining your squid strip or your piece of clam or shrimp or whatever, mussels, whatever you're going to use. I just use squid strips because it's the easiest bait to get. I could go pound some mussels out from underneath the dock and it's a big hassle to get them all ready to eat and then the fish just tear them off the Or I could use a ghost shrimp, but I could have a dozen ghost shrimp. That's going to be 12 bites. That's it. If I don't hook them, I'm out of bait. But if I'm using squid strips and I cut them correctly, that is so important to make sure you cut these squid proper. I have the video on, on my website, but I'll just tell you now. You cut the head off. You take the head and you chop it all up into little pieces and you throw that into your chum bucket. You do not want to use the head. It has all those tentacles hanging off of it. Fish are just going to nibble on those. I never, ever allowed any of my, when I was running sport boats, I would make my deckhands throw all those heads into a bucket for chum. They Don't leave them on the cutting board because I don't want my clients using them. I don't want my... uh my uh, clients putting a squid head on because a squid head's going to get you a bite. A squid strip's going to get you a fish. They got 
that little thin strip of squid, I teach you exactly how to cut it. You take that squid, you cut the head off, throw that away, split the squid down the middle, open it up, scrape all the guts out, throw the guts in the chum bucket. Then take that squid and cut it into long, thin strips that almost look like linguine, linguine noodles. But I'm only going to make them about an inch long. I'm not going to have them like that long. I'm going to make them about an inch long. They're th cut very thin. And remember, we're using, I haven't even talked about the hooks. We'll talk about that in a minute. But we're just using that little thin strip because we want the fish to eat it. All fish are going to eat that in that chum line behind the boat. Everything's back there. Yellowtail, white sea bass, black sea bass, calico bass, barracuda, bonita. Everybody's back there feeding in that zone back there. So if your bait looks the most natural it can, which would be a very thin strip of squid, not a long piece, thin strip. And then you're going to thread it on the hook like a rubber lure. You're going to make sure that that, piece of squid is hooked on there two or three times and then it's still hanging you're not going to wad it all up on there and have it a big ball of squid that doesn't look natural you want it to be a thin strip here i got i made a little piece for you you want it to be a thin strip just like that 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 thin uh, well only if you want to catch fish if you don't then make them big giant chunks and then you won't have to worry about them pesky fish bugging you I'm going to put this little thin strip of squid on my hook. I'm going to hook it right here two or three times on this end. And then this is going to go down the water column. And it's going to be, I'm going to use a big word. It's going to undulate. It's going to, as it's sinking, it's, it's looking like a little piece. It's looking like a little piece of something swimming in the water. The fish is going to come right up and suck that up. Thin strips. I know, I know, I know, I know your sister's brother's aunt cousin caught one on a big chunk once. I'm not going out for one, gang. Remember, I'm going out to catch all of them. My members and my clients always wanted to catch fish when they came fishing with me. So I had to make sure that I caught them fish. I don't want to catch one. I want to catch a hundred. I want to make a picture on the back of the boat with you with all the fish laid out out there. That's why I... Break it down this simple and teach you the exact proper way to do it. Now, something, and we're going to talk about hook size in a minute, but something that I had to talk about with one of our members the other day, he was going, yeah, Dave, well, I was watching a video on YouTube and uh, that video on YouTube didn't, didn't, uh, didn't show that. And I was like, well, who made that video on YouTube? And he's like, Jimmy Durante. And I'm like, well, why do you want to know what Jimmy Durante knows? Gang, you got to remember who you're getting your information from. It's super important to make sure you're not getting your fishing information from someone who doesn't fish for a living every single day. And if you're a member of your saltwater guide gang, there's no reason, whoops, there's no reason to be getting information from somewhere else because it's just going to confuse you. It's going to cause a bunch of problems. You're going to get confused. You're not going to get what you wanted to get out of the situation. You're going to go, well, I watched a video, this guy halibut fishing. He has a three-way swivel and he has a, a trap hook and he has this. And then I go, dude, 
I have no idea what that guy's doing. Plus, I don't even know where he's doing it at. All the spots I give you and everything I tell you to do is because I like to use a sliding sinker because it works phenomenal and it works perfect every single time. If you're the biggest problem is if you're watching what I'm telling you, and then you're going out and you're looking at some guy that made a video on that showed a picture of a halibut, and he and you're like, oh, I want to know what he. And then you're like, well, now I'm confused because Dave says to do it this way. And then Jimmy Durante says to do it this way. Just stay with what I'm telling you, gang. You'll be very, very happy. If you go to our website and you look at the fish reports and you see the plethora, and I mean plethora of reports, hundreds and hundreds of a week of reports of people catching fish following the simple recipe. It's not that hard. But people try to make it way harder than it is. So that's all I'm trying. I'm not people, oh, what, what, what gives you the right to talk like that? 48, 49 years fishing every day for a living. Uh, taking people that are watching this fishing and changing their lives and changing many, many people's lives for, for a very long time. Or having companies want me to come, pay me to come to speak at their at their shows. There's a reason why I'm so sought after and there's a reason why people want me to stand up in front of you and talk is because my stuff is real and there's no mulch. There's nothing. It's just straight, honest, real. I don't play fluff, fluff. There's none of that. I'm telling you the honest to God truth. If you do exactly what I say, exactly when I say it, exactly how I tell you to do it, you'll be successful. So don't get caught up in all the rigmarole and all the baloney out there because there's a ton of noise out there. A massive amount of noise. So just remember that. A lot, most of the shit out there. I got to give more free stuff away at the show, at the Bard Hall show. There's so much stuff out there that's noise. You got to pay attention. Don't listen to all the noise. We're going to talk about hook size in a second. I wanted to touch this real fast, gang. I am flying up from Cabo San Lucas to go do the Bard Hall show at Long Beach Convention Center. I'll be there on Saturday and Sunday, the 27th and 28th of January. Gosh, three weeks from now, I'll be up in beautiful Long Beach, California. We're going to be doing two seminars a day, Saturday and two seminars on Sunday. Saturday, I'll be with Larry Hanson, Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance. We'll be talking about the lodge in Alaska and the lodges in San, in uh, Baja, and then at three o'clock in the afternoon, it'll be free flow. Look at out of the way. Captain Dave's live on stage. I'll be doing my same old seminars that I always do. Just fun, running around, laughing. I'm probably the only guy you've ever seen do a seminar where I come off the stage sweating because I'm so into trying to help you guys catch fish. It's going to be incredible. And there's a really cool thing going on right now. And no one's ever done this before. If you grab that QR code right now, you're going to save $2 on your entry ticket. You're all going to the show. Everybody's going to go to the Bard Hall show. Because you know why? Because I'm going to be there. So grab the QR code right there. Let's save 2 bucks on each ticket. Plus it gets the track who's coming to see me. Grab that QR code, gang. Don't 
Don't be shy. Grab the QR code. Save $2 on your ticket. Come see me Saturday and Sunday speaking at the Bard Hall Show. It's going to be spectacular. I promise if you've never seen me before, you're in for a treat. I do not do seminars like other people. I actually know what I'm talking about. I actually know how to speak in front of people. When you're at the next seminar that you're at and you sit down and the person starts off with, you know, that one time, um, um, you know, um, um, you know, um, you know, um, get up and leave because we don't, if we knew we wouldn't be at your seminar. And when you're saying, um, it's because you don't know what you're talking about. So you're looking for words. You're looking for words to fill in the blanks because you don't know what the hell you're talking about, bro. When I get done, they have to get me off the stage. I'm going full speed. I already have so many more words to use. And they're standing there waiting for me to get off the stage so they can get up there and do their seminar. And I always tell everybody, don't everybody get up when I leave. Because that's what happens when I leave. The, the next person's got no one there to talk to. I'm just telling you, gang, be careful who you're listening to. Be careful of whose advice you're taking because a lot of it, 90% of it's noise. There's a lot of noise out there. But come see me at the Bard Hall Show. Make my day. Come see me. I'll be there. Get those tickets. Save money on the tickets. $2 per ticket. That's a that's cool. That's two bucks. If you got a family of four, that's a gallon and a half of gas. Imagine that. All right. So back to what we were saying. You got that little strip of squid. Let me see. Where did I put my strip? There it is. I got my little strip of squid. I'm going to use a number six or a number four thin wire hook. And I'm going to use an eighth of an ounce or a quarter, maybe a quarter if it's the current's going really good, but probably just an eighth of an ounce. Sliding sinker slides right down to the hook. And then why such a small hook? Gang, I used to catch 30-pound bluefin at San Clemente Island on a number eight hook, which I probably couldn't even see that hook today. And I know I couldn't see the hole to put the line in. Yeah, and we used to catch 30-pound bluefin with it. You don't need a big, giant hook. If you look at the sheephead, the sargo, the whitefish, the calcabass, the sand bass, the blue perch, all those fish, when they're smaller on these artificial reefs, they got a little mouth. When I go fishing, I just want to catch a fish. I'm not worried about getting a trophy. and I don't even, like yesterday, cut 40 yellowfin tuna in a couple hours. But I, I just showed you pictures of them dead in the fish box because I wanted you to see what me and Pete did. But uh, when you're going fishing on your private boat, it should be about fishing, not about getting something to take a damn picture of should be about showing your friends and your family that you have this stuff figured out. You can take them on your private boat to one of these artificial reefs, rig them all up proper with the right hook and the right line and the right, the right rod and reel, and then let them catch a bunch of fish and then see if they're, if that, Oh man, I didn't like it today. We caught way too many fish. I never hear that. I never hear that. It's like, Oh my gosh. That was so easy. Yeah, because you did it exactly right. Because like John Stanley says, like Darren says, every single thing matters. So if you don't put the right hook on, if you don't put the right thing on, then it's you're not going to catch anything. Darren, perfect. Yeah, Darren, John Stanley, 
full speed from when they drop their anchor to when they pull their anchor. They're catching fish one after the other, but they're not stopping in the middle of nowhere. They're reading the current. They're making sure the current's going. The blue perch are not very good eating. They're very strong fish, Darren. They eat a lot of kelp. If you were to cut one open, their bellies kind of stink. They eat a lot of kelp. So the kelp makes their meat very, very strong. There's way better fish to catch. If you're catching those guys and all that other stuff, drop your bait all the way to the bottom and you'll probably get a nice white fish. That'll feed you just fine. Or that trigger fish fed you pretty good. And then Charles, the line, now we know the hooks are going to be a number four is the biggest hook I'm going to use. I'm not going to use anything bigger than not a four aught either. A number four. They're very small. And then my line, a lot of times I like to fish six pound on these artificial reefs with my little spinning rods, with my ABF 30 from Akuma, the little bait feeder. I like to throw it out there with the little spinning rod. And I use the Avenger series reels from Akuma. They got the little bait feeder on the back. So you click that up and you, you can hear the, the fish when he takes your line Click it in gear and set the hook. I'm going to use six pound. I'm not going to use anything heavier than 10. I am not. Now, a lot of my friends are using 12 pound. I personally, I'm going to use six or 10 because of the fact that I want to, I'm, I'm out there to fish, to have fun. And I like catching fish. And I don't, I don't necessarily like catching big giant fish that hurt me. And at the end of the day, uh, my back is sore and my arms are sore. Those 20-pound yellowfin yesterday were just about as big a fish as I, I want to catch, but I'm different. I just want to catch fish. I love calico bass fishing, and I love fishing the artificial reefs because you don't know. On the artificial reefs, Charles, you just don't know what you're going to catch. Every time you throw your little strip of squid out there, you can catch a different fish. Darren, real quick, just put up how many different fish did you catch? That the other day, it looked like a plethora of different fish. I want to say he caught sheephead, he caught whitefish, he caught uh, calico bass, sand bass, trigger fish. Maybe you didn't catch all those. Just leave that up there if you can, if you can tell us. But you caught a, you caught a lot of different fish. I saw the pictures. It was pretty cool. Gang, that's the really bitching part about these artificial reefs. And I'm going to be talking about it to where you're going to get tired of hearing about it. <laughs> Thank you, Arnie. Yeah, if you have a club or something, you want me to come speak at it, let me know. If you got some product, if you have some bitching product that you think that we could use when we're fishing, if you want to sell it, give me a call. 949-374-0786. I will help you sell your product if it's worth it. If it's not any good, we won't sell. Just like I told um, Brandon, when I met him at the PCS show, that's something fishy. I'm wearing the shirt right now. That product is incredible. It's an absolute incredible product. It takes away the smell, just like Brandon says it will. Brandon told me it'll take away your monkey smell. And I'll be go to hell if it didn't take away the monkey smell. It took it away immediately. Another thing I want you to watch and see this. Let's see, where is that video? Look at this real quick. Oh, there is a concern that some today would like to see no fishing whatsoever anywhere in the United States, especially in California. 
That is, we, we were told that 10 years ago at meetings, that our goal is to see fishing abolished. I pray to God it doesn't happen. Gang, that was Frank Lepresti, owner of Fisherman's Landing, the Shogun, Royal Polaris. Got his hands in quite a few sport boats down there in San Diego. Frank's an absolute walking, living legend. And he's trying to tell you all, we are under attack. They want to close fishing for no reason at all. And, and that's why I think it's important for you all to get out there and fish these artificial reefs and let each other know that there are actually fish still left in the ocean. We are not the enemy. I can't even comprehend what life would have been like if my dad didn't take me fishing when I was three years old. My life wouldn't be as fun as it is now. I wouldn't be having the ball that I'm having. I wouldn't be having the life that I'm having if my dad hadn't have taken me fishing when I was three years old. It's so important for all of us to understand how fragile this 11 different species, my goodness, Darren, all on one, all on one artificial think that's a mind-boggling amount of different fish have you ever caught 11 different kinds of fish in one day that's amazing that is absolutely absolutely amazing to catch that many different fish my good buddy kenny spider smith him and i used to go fishing on our days off and we used to have a contest to see which one of us could catch the most different fish, the most species. We would go out on charter to Cortez Tanner Bank and we would fish different species, thin strips of squid, small hooks, dropping them down to the bottom, catching every kind of, but the difference between most of you and me is I love, love, love to fish. If I, Kelly says all the time, if you could piss a puddle, you'd probably fish in it. I'll stand at the edge of the beach and cast a hundred thousand times for that one opportunity to get that one bite but catching different species is pretty spectacular darren i know in you wildest imagination you would have never thought you could have caught 11 different kinds of fish even though john and tina stanley have been telling you for so long get out there and fish those artificial reefs you when you do it and when you follow the simple instruction that i give you all the time Darren, are you, are John, aren't you guys just blown away at how easy it is and how you made it so hard for so long and spent so much money on crap that doesn't work when all you needed was a bag of hooks and a bag of little tiny sinkers and you're in and some, you definitely need a, some fishing line. You don't need a fishing pole so much as you need some line because as i showed you in those videos up in lopez mateos of those guys fishing off the pier i gave them a piece of floral carbon and they were just wailing on the fish with no fishing pole line tied around a beer can just cate can just having a ball marty what are you doing he's got some plum over here brandon and he's marking the plum what are you doing marking the plum you knucklehead Gang, I want to thank you all very, very much for all the love and support you've given me over this last couple of years. It's been incredible. We got so many great shows coming down the pipe for you. Gang, it takes an extraordinary amount of time and effort to put these shows together. If you could imagine, I've been doing this now for just a little over three and a half years. Live show every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I'm not begging. Kelly always goes, you can't beg them for money. I'm not begging you, gang. I'm just saying, if you enjoy my stuff, 
and you like what you hear and like what you see and I entertain you at all, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Those are free. And then if you want to step out a little bit further, leave me a tip on YouTube. It's very simple and easy. And over on Facebook, hit that stars. Leave me some stars. Give us some stars. Help me feed all my animals. Help me feed Marley, the monkey that's running around right here, you little monk. Marley, and then the two kitties, Finn and Dahlia. Everything helps, gang. Leave us some stars. Leave us some tips. And tell all your friends. Share this podcast. I ask you every day to share my podcast. And then I get off the podcast, and I go do life, and I come back, and I look, and we have no shares. Gang, it's easy. It's free. If you're watching on Facebook right now, here's how you do it. Go to the bottom of your screen where you would leave your comment. And on the left, you'll see that little swoosh, that little arrow swoosh. Click that. Share it on your page right now. It's easy. It's free. You'll have no idea how many of your friends will go, oh, thank you so much for letting me see Captain Dave. That guy has a great show. And then on Wednesdays, they'll love it because Bill's calming voice will bring everything down no matter how much is hectic in the world when Bill Varney's on it's super calm. But you can do me that big favor. It won't hurt you. It won't cost you anything. No one's going to get mad at you. We're not slinging filth out of our mouths. We're sharing. We're, we're doing real honest to God, trying to help people catch fish, plus trying to keep this fishery open. It's up to all of us to go out there and start catching these fish on the artificial reefs and understanding that they're on a mission, like Frank Lepresti said, they're on a mission to stop fishing in the United States of America and then especially in California. So let's all go out there and have fun and catch some fish and let's watch this crazy damn weather. It's going to be crazy this week, gang. So be very, very careful. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my Facebook I will be here tomorrow with you, Tuesday. We'll have another great show. I'm trying to get Chris, the weatherman, to come on the show again so we can talk about this El Nino. But Bill Barney is a plethora of information. He'll be with us on Wednesday telling you all about what he believes is going on. And then, uh, real, let, just hang on. Let me see if I can catch this little monk. Ah! <laughs> I was going to show you his face, but he don't want it. He's eating worms right in front of me. Don't be silly, monkey. Uh, gang, thank you all very, very much again. Thanks for watching the show. Thanks for being a part of. I want to come speak to you all. Let me know. And I want to help you sell your products. If you have products that are worth selling, call me, 949-374-0786. I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Be kind to each other. Turn off the news. They're all lying, and I'll see you tomorrow.